It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are the Rain and Jays, John Corrales and Jay King, thanking you for listening to us and subscribing wherever it is you listen to your podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn. Each time we mention this, it feels like there's another one added to the list, but wherever you are listening to our podcasts and rating them and subscribing and telling your friends, we appreciate very much that you are doing this and making us part of your routine. Uh, lots to get to today. It all involves the new NBA schedule that just was released. Uh, by the time you listened to it a few hours ago, this was released about a couple hours from uh, when we we're recording this. Uh, talk about the Celtics, what they've got coming up, when Al Horford goes back to uh, Atlanta. I do want to remind you guys that we have other shows on the podcast network here, Locked On NBA. Check that for all your NBA needs. Lots of great stuff there. If you are a fantasy fan, we have a Locked On Fantasy podcast dedicated specifically to making you the best fantasy GM out there. And just as an aside, if you are a Patriots fan, football season is getting underway. Locked On Patriots is part of the network, our Brother podcast, Locked On Patriots with the Herald's Jeff Howe. Very good show, very good podcast. But we are here to talk about the NBA schedule. So, Jay, uh, initial thoughts here. We've got uh, the big thing for me, the Celtics have 22 nationally televised games. We're back, baby! I mean, <laughs> back with, with fewer national televised games than, than the Lakers, but, but still back. I mean, look, why do you got to do that? We're excited, man. This is a this is a happy time. I don't care when the Lakers are on TV. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm just saying Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell and Timothy Mozgov will be on national TV more than the Celtics. It's weird to me that the NBA still schedules national TV games based on the market. When, like, like really, who cares? I, I don't know. Well, to me, the like the Lakers shouldn't be on national TV. Obviously, they have the numbers. And it makes sense to them. But the Lakers, the Knicks, come on, man. Those teams stink. Yeah, yeah. But that's, look, it's TV. It's all about getting the ratings. It's all about pulling in some numbers. The Lakers have a national following, an international following. They've got some young players that their fans want to see. And, and casual fans, I didn't see what, what those guys do together. Not 20-plus times per season, but we're different, man. I get a league pass. I can watch the Lakers whenever I want, really. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. Let them be on TV if Celtics fans can click them off. But, but yeah, the Celtics the are Celtics, back, baby. 
Uh, are and especially for those of you who are not uh, in Boston, if you're watching from around the world, this is great because not everyone can afford League Pass. Not everyone has the ability to get League Pass. Now you've got 22 nationally televised games, TNT, ESPN. So now you have an opportunity to watch your team much more often. This is great. What's cool to me is they're back on Christmas. That's a big one. Um, that That's the big one. And obviously it's against the Knicks, who despite Derrick Rose's claims of being a super team, aren't great. But back on Christmas is is big time. Like that's that's to me more than any amount of national TV games. That's saying your team is one of the best, the the 10 biggest draws or whatever it is. And obviously they're going to be one of the 10, 10 best teams probably. And so they, they deserve to be on that Christmas day. I, I would have liked a like Toronto Celtics showing. And may, maybe that doesn't get as many viewers as Celtics Knicks. But to me, like Celtics, Celtics Toronto probably number two versus three in the East. That's a much better basketball game than Celtics. Yeah, better basketball game. But now you've got Boston versus New York on Christmas. Two huge markets going up against each other. And look, that that is really the unofficial beginning of the season. You know, we know the season begins at the end of October, but Christmas Day is when the league really kicks in. And now we're starting to see all of these marquee matchups. And for all of our discussions about the Knicks they are better and people in New York are excited about the Knicks to at least more excited than they are they they have been so you've got all of the new signings those, those poor Knicks I, fans. yeah they've been through. More, more excited than they have been that, that's like huge <laughs> for them it's the it's the best season since Linsanity for them so oh man it's true so yeah they might get to the playoffs they this might year. big 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 season for the Knicks. they might so that I, I'm with you. I'm I'm happy. They're the first game. It's the noon game on Christmas. So they get to kick off the festivities, but that's good because now you'll have something to do when you're avoiding your family for a few hours and just, you know, you have your little meal or whatever, you go and you watch the game and then you can you've got a distraction. Am I am I saying too much about myself here? Or <laughs> maybe people No. Maybe no. people like so th- spending time with with their family. Oh. This will be my first Christmas Day game that I'm covering. So I was kind of hoping that they'd stay away from the Christmas Day game forever. But I kind of knew this day was going to yeah. come where I was going to be t- pulled away from my family. And that that's cool because that means the Celtics are good. And they're good again. I'm joking about the family stuff. It's just fun to do. This is going to be great. You know what's going to be great about this for – Mothers and fathers and sons and daughters, this is going to be one of those early memories. Sitting down at noon on Christmas Day 2016, there are going to be kids around Boston, around the country, around the world who will say, I remember my first Celtics game was sitting there watching with my mom, my dad, or or both or whatever, and and there's this, this really cool family moment. And this is where fans for life get hooked. So I'm excited for the Christmas Day thing and the national TV thing because that's how new Celtics fans are made, where moms and dads can sit their kids down in front of the TV and say, see, this is awesome. 
everyone remembers where they were when Joe Kim Noah missed four consecutive plays. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So Merry Christmas. <laughs> Let's take a look at the schedule here and some things, some other games of note. So obviously, this is fun. The Celtics open up the se- the season against the Brooklyn Nets. I love it. I love it. Like just start one and zero start automatic, and you get to see just how bad the Nets are going to be. Let's hope it's automatic. So, we thought there were automatic games last season too. Yeah, but but like in the middle of the season is different than the first game of the year. If they had played the Brooklyn Nets last year, first game of the year, they would have smacked them, just shoved them out of the way. I, I'm going to go with 17 point victory opening okay. night. For the Celtics, yeah. Uh, I won't argue that one. I, I think so. Uh, at home, Horford's big debut? I think so. That'd be great. Uh, Rondo comes back to town uh, on November 2nd, if people still care about that. The, the Celtics do play the Knicks before Christmas on November 11th. Oklahoma City, bef- a couple days before the big Christmas game, Oklahoma City makes their, their only trip to Boston on December 23rd. Other no other games of note. Uh, January thirteenth, Al Horford goes back to Atlanta for the first time as a Celtic. What kind of reaction do we think he's going to get? I would say a big, big reaction. I, I think they'll give him a, a, a huge, huge hand. Like obviously, the end didn't go well, but for nine years he's been probably their their best player since since what Dominique Wilkins. Well, like you could go with Dikembe Mutombo. You could go with like Steve Smith, I guess. But I, I would say Al Horford has been the most significant player in their history since since Dominic Wilkins. And that's a big deal. Like you don't you don't you don't give him a bad a bad reception you don't think- when he comes back. I, I, I think they give him a standing ovation, they give him a video tribute. They have to do it, right? Kind of who actually show up on time and stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I agree with you, but you know how it gets. Yeah, yeah, but look, they'd already signed Dwight Howard by the time he signed with the Celtics. Like, if they hadn't done that and kind of pushed him away, maybe, but it was clear, like, there there was some something weird going on there. It, it wasn't like they offered him the full max from the get-go and made him their priority. They they did not do that. So I, I think you have to give him full round of applause, full standing ovation, full video tribute. He's a class act. He's a four time all star. He took your team farther than it's it's been in I don't know how many years, maybe ever. So yeah, he, he needs a huge ovation. I I would agree. I would agree. But like I said, you know how people get. I I do also agree that the. The Hawks kind of botched that entire free agency. It was almost like the Clippers botched the DeAndre Jordan free agency, except the Clippers had more time to rectify that mistake, and the Hawks didn't. So I, I kind of make that comparison. So I think I think most fans in Atlanta would kind of understand that and, and thank him for the time that he had there, but he'll – Somebody will boo him. There, especially nowadays, I feel like they'll get he'll get booed. So we'll have to wait and see 
how that goes. Uh, other games of note, just to fly through the rest of this, the Lakers, if you're looking forward to that Lakers-Celtics rivalry, 2-3, that game, February 3rd. And the Celtics out in California a month later, March 3rd. LeBron visits uh, March 1st. Celtics are out west at the beginning of March, uh, the 3rd through the 10th. KG potentially makes his return one last time, maybe, possibly, on March 15th. Uh, Celtics have their longest homestand of the season, March 20th through the 31st. And then they end the regular season at home against the Bucks, April 12th. That's, those, to me, are games of note. Jay, I don't know if you have any others that you want to throw in there, but those are just when certain uh, games of note are going to happen. I like those. I, I think we've talked about this before, but if Pierce and KG come back, those need to be treated like like they're retiring, no matter what. Absolutely. Like those need to be absolute standing ovations all the time. Like give them the full tribute because I, I think it's pretty clear that neither of those guys are coming back for another year after this one. It's possible they both come back for one more year. I don't think they're coming back for two. I would be shocked if they come back for two. I should note, because I don't think I mentioned this, the Clippers in Boston, Sunday, February 5th. Super Bowl game. Sunday. That's Super Bowl Sunday? So it's yep. a 2 p.m. game. So that's why it's a 2 p.m. game. So you can watch the Celtics and maybe Pierce's last game in Boston at 2. And then afterwards, you can watch the Patriots win the Super Bowl. And then There you go. And then what you do is you listen to Locked On Patriots afterwards for the immediate reaction from Jeff Howe. See how I slid that in there? I like that. Or or you could listen to us for like Celtics Clippers reaction, and we'll probably give you our Super Bowl reaction too, because because we're that those type of guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, full service here, full service. Uh, so another couple of quirks that I wanted to mention. So this the the NBA has made a priority of reducing these four games and five night stretches and reducing back to backs, which they have. The Celtics have 17 back-to-back games. Those are unavoidable. Down from 19 last year. Here's the funny thing about that. Of the 17 back-to-backs, three of them happen within the first 13 games of the season. So within the first 13 games, you get three back-to-backs, and uh, they start the they start the season with three games and four nights right away. Boom, three games and four nights. In those back-to-backs are games that involve the Clippers. I mean, not the Clippers, I'm sorry. The Cavaliers and the Warriors. So the Celtics get the Cavaliers on the back end of a back-to-back on November 2nd and 3rd. And then the Warriors just happen to be involved in one of these back-to-backs. They kick off a back-and-back, a back-to-back Friday, November 18th. And then the Celtics go to Detroit the next night. On November 19th. So, busy start to the season. Busy start to the season. We'll just put it that way. You're not going to beat the Warriors anyway, so might as well play them on a back-to-back. <laughs> sure. Why yeah. not? Yeah. They said that last year, and the Celtics beat them at home. But by, by the way, are, are you a big schedule, schedule release guy? Not really. I'm, I, you know, I, I don't want to – I joked about this on Twitter – but I like Larry Bird's line, 41 home, 41 away. Uh, looks good to me. But I, it's nice to see. I like it because I get to kind of plan things out and see 
because I don't cover the team in the in the garden or on the road on a daily basis. So I get to see which games I might want to go to. And I like taking some road trips. So I might try to get down to that Atlanta game. I might try to get to some of these arenas that I've never been to uh, and, and kind of check those things out. But it, it's kind of cool to plan things out, but it's not it's not the hugest deal in the world to me. Yeah, I'm not a schedule guy. I, I'm not a schedule guy at all. Like, they're going to play all these teams. The exact dates, who cares to me? Like, I, I, big on that Larry Bird quote. 41 home, 41 away. That's all, that's all I need, man. But, like I said, looking at this from the perspective of someone who doesn't, cover the team you get you go to all of the games but for you know when you're sitting here you're listening to this podcast and you you're you're looking at the schedule and you're trying to see oh this game sounds good this game sounds good we're talking about in some cases saving up to go to a game which game do i get to go to uh you know i want to go see whichever whatever team oh it's on a wednesday i can't do that on a wednesday or it's on a monday i can't do that on a monday so it's good to kind of Get a sense of when these games are, uh, and then if you have the ability to go on the road and take in, like I was looking forward to maybe doing a Texas Triangle trip, but they don't have one of those trips this year. I've been looking through. They visit the Spurs on December 14th, but they're in OKC a few games before. I was hoping they'd do a Houston-Dallas-San Antonio stretch where I could go kind of hang out in Texas for a few days. And yeah, you, wa- you wanted to go. You wanted them to go over zero and three. I want to go watch them play basketball, and I like going to these games on the road. So I think, obviously, I love going to the Garden, but it's fun to go see other arenas, kind of go represent the Celtics, put my gear on, walk around, you know, talk some smack to some of the fans, and kind of get a sense of what the other team's fans are like, and, and all of that stuff. So, What's your favorite arena? My favorite, besides, besides the Garden. My favorite non-Celtics arena has been. Um, I haven't been to a ton yet, but I like I like Brooklyn's arena. It's kind of cool. It's it's dark. It's different. It's got but no brick. one goes and no one cares. But like, that's... It, it, it's an awesome arena. The actual arena is, is awesome, like amazing. But but the the atmosphere. Sure, it's disgusting. Um, a, a, couple, a, couple, a couple years ago, Celtics and Nets played a game for, like, playoff positioning. It was toward the end of the year, like, a couple weeks left, maybe even less. And they were both jockeying for eighth, seventh or eighth. And, like, it was just no one cared. Not a I, single person cared. I haven't been to a ton of uh, games in a lot of different places yet. So this is why I'm looking forward to a lot of these road games because I want to add them to my roster. I've been to... Madison Square, I've been to Brooklyn, I've been to Orlando, um, where else? I've been to Washington, and that's it. I've been, the, the only time I was in, I was in Dallas for the All-Star weekend. That doesn't count, but I've been in their building. So, but that's, that's kind of like an asterisk. But I haven't been to any of these other arenas, so. All right. Yeah. So, I like, so aesthetically, I like Brooklyn. The garden is the garden, you know, Madison Square. That's that's kind of an interesting scene. But I like it there because there's like no 
like you go to other places and they, they like pump in the, the fan noise. Madison Square Garden, it's about the basketball. Yeah. And, and pe- people seem to know what they're talking about. They, they know what they're doing. It's the fans who drive the noise there. And I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So I'm a big Madison Square Garden guy. Even even though obviously the Knicks haven't been great for a long time, I'm, I'm a big Madison Square Garden guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a nice that's a nice place to watch a game. Uh and uh so I mean look, I'd like to get to I'd like to get to Philly, which you know, I want to I want to get to Toronto. I I think I kind of want to work my way around, but I definitely want to go see some of these other arenas and see how they are. I'd love to go to Oracle one of these days and just it, it's take nuts, it in. man. I want to take it in and especially now with, with, with this team, but I don't know if I could get in. That's the big thing. I mean, I I could get out there, you know, find my way out to Oakland, but I, I don't know. I don't know about, about getting in there. I'd love to go to Oklahoma city. They're crazy. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's nuts there too. You know, place I'd love to, you know where I'd love to go watch a game. Portland, Portland's going to be a, an amazing place to watch basketball. Those fans are crazy about their team. And so I'd love to, and, and they've got a really good team. So those are three of the best you just named. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just, and you can tell from TV and, and those are the types of places I'd love to go experience. I've heard Utah is a wild place to watch a game. Like they get really passionate in Utah. Utah, Utah is even wild during summer league. Yeah. So like, like they, they host summer league and when the, the jazz team plays, it's like they're they're nuts. It's like it's like a playoff game almost. It's out of control. Yeah, if we're talking about arenas, obviously going to to the Garden in Boston, where you're among your own fans, and they go, they we know what Celtics fans are like in the Garden. It's it's mayhem on an almost nightly basis. It's very rare when it's not mayhem, but great non-Celtics arenas. A lot of those, the ones that I just mentioned, I think are are high on my list to go check out. Yeah, those are all good ones. You know, and then of course I'd love to go to Minnesota. Just, I'd love to go to every one. Like, there's nothing, no place I wouldn't want to go. Although I got to tell you, the Verizon Center in Washington, I did not enjoy that. I did not enjoy that. And it's, I, it's a weird feel there. Although, it's like like no one cares about the Wizards for some reason, right? And even when they were pretty good a couple of years ago, no one really cared. The best part about the Wizards, the Wizards Celtics game was, so I think it was this past year, there were like a pocket of Celtics fans that started Celtics cheers. And then all of a sudden that ignited some Wizards fans who started getting rowdy. And it was like near brawls in the fans, <laughs> but, but, but it was awesome. Another place that's awesome is Indiana. The yes. Pacers, the Pacers arena is fantastic. They have like a college atmosphere. They have like chants going through really cool in, in Indiana, especially when they're, when they're good. It, it's awesome to watch a game there. Uh, you know, I, I think it would be great just as a basketball fan to coordinate something. One of these upcoming years, go catch a Pacers game and it doesn't matter who they're playing and then catch some Indiana college games. Like, more than one college. Go to like Indiana. Go to you know a couple of couple of games. Even even like a high school game. Like I want to get the full Indiana Hoosier basketball experience. Gotta go to gotta go to Butler for Brad Stevens. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Like I I kind of want to. I think it would be so awesome. 
just as a pure basketball nerd to take a week, go to go to Indy, and and, and Indianapolis is is a nice city from what I'm told. I've I've friends and and people I've worked with over over time that have gone there and have enjoyed the city. Um, I've actually looked for work in Indy uh, a while back and and did some exploring, and it seemed like a really nice place. So it's it's like not a not, it's not the middle of nowhere. So you can go there and catch. I, a- I always tell people Indianapolis is my favorite stop. Really, on the NBA tour. Really, and and people look at me like I'm nuts. Like, like you must be out of your mind. But for me. I go there and I, I just want a, a good restaurant, uh, convenient, <laughs> convenient to the arena and a fun arena. It's somewhere where you can go and enjoy watching basketball. And to me, Indiana checks all my boxes. I'm a big, big Indiana fan. Yeah. See, I think, I think it'd be cool to go get a place and I don't know the proximity, uh, to, to some of the colleges around there or where Butler is in relation to. It's right there. Great. Great. So perfect. So that sounds like a pretty good plan. I think take a take a few days off and go stay in Indy, enjoy it. Seems like a nice place. Go catch a Pacers game, catch a Butler game, maybe catch an Indiana game. And if if the schedule lines up where you can do that, I think that would be. You got to go to Indiana State just for Larry Bird. Of course, right? Of course, got to. Of course, got to. of course. And you have to got get to. myself an Indiana State Bird jersey. Like I have to do all of that stuff. Like that's that's a pilgrimage. That to me is a basketball pilgrimage. Think about all the boxes that it checks off. Like you were saying, like a Butler for Brad Stevens, obviously an Indiana game. Hell, if you could do Indiana and Boston, that'd be amazing. And then you go, you got to catch an Indiana college game because they're iconic. Indiana State. That's, that's a hell of a trip. I got to look at that. That'd be fun. Yeah, you're doing it right. If you do that, you're doing it right. Another. Loki, awesome. Maybe not Loki. Toronto is a great, great spot to watch a basketball game. I am awesome. dying to go to Toronto. I am dying to go to Toronto. And I think as I leaf through this Celtics schedule, a Toronto trip is definitely something that's going to have to happen. If not this upcoming season, then next season. Like they've got, yeah. I'm trying to see if they have any. That, road that's games. become an electric, electric arena. Yeah. Since, Friday, since February twenty fourth. Awesome. There we go. Friday, February twenty fourth. It's nice. It's a Friday. You go there, spend a weekend. Now, this is great. You go from Friday to Sunday. You go to Detroit. I don't know if I really want to be in Detroit, but no, you don't. You definitely don't. <laughs> but the Palace of Auburn, <laughs> Auburn Hills. Yeah, but it's like an hour away from the airport. It is the most inconvenient stop on Seriously? the NBA. Yeah, no, it's brutal. Don't 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 ever bother yourself by going to. But I have uh, to go at least once. Game. I have to go at least once. I mean, maybe once they get really good. Don't don't even <laughs> don't even don't even worry about it until then. Gotcha. All right. Well, maybe this end of February uh, Toronto trip. That, but look, this is me talking. I, I I find a reason to go to a lot of these places. Hell, I'd love to go to New Orleans because I'd love to go to New Orleans. First of all. Second of all, I want to go see Anthony Davis play, and I think the tickets there are pretty easy to get. Yeah, the, the what is it, Smoothie Center or something? Some smoothie the Smoothie Center? King Center. Yeah, yeah, the Smoothie King Center. <laughs> With their oh. terrifying baby mascot. Yeah, hopefully they'll have a better team this year. <laughs> Man, I mean, for Anthony Davis's sake, and of course, look, if, if the uh, – 
if he becomes the next star that is disgruntled and somehow the Celtics in their in their path can land him someday, that's great. But I want I want to see him be part of a great team somehow, some way. Because I like yeah. I like watching great players do great things. So yeah, he, he doesn't deserve that that, that crew. They no, put no, he does not. No, he does not. No, the the like Tyreek Evans and twelve injured guys show. Ugh. Anthony Davis deserves a lot better than that. Like yes. Luke Babbitt, they're trotting Luke Babbitt out there. Jesus Christ, guys, give Anthony Davis a good team, please, please, <laughs> please. He's too good for that crap. He's too good to be dealing with that but uh, I would say a trip to New Orleans I always say about New Orleans New Orleans is what people think Vegas is like Vegas is not what you think it is if you've never been you have this picture in your head that's actually what New Orleans is Vegas is much more corporate and glitzy now but that's an aside well uh, I'd love to hear from you and I want you to tell me what your fantasy road trip is so tweet me tweet jay at reds army underscore john at by jay king tweet us leave a comment on one of our posts somewhere i'm kind of curious now i want to hear what your fantasy basketball trip like like i was talking about that indiana pacers trip i think if if you could do that indiana trip that uh four-stop basketball pilgrimage that would be an awesome basketball trip if you have a different idea, let me know. Let Jay know. Let us know. I want to hear about it because I think it's a cool topic. In the meantime, check out the schedule. Buy your tickets. We'll have deals for you, by the way, as the season gets closer to get tickets on the cheap. So stay tuned for that. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Audio Boom, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe if this is your first time listening. Thank you very much. Thank you. Go rate us on iTunes. That really helps us out, and we very much appreciate the five-star ratings. Again, check out the podcast on on the rest of the network, Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy, for all your fantasy sports needs. If you're a Patriots fan, check out Locked On Patriots. And that will do it for us this time around. We, the Rain and Jays, thank you for listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.